It is Tuesday, September 14th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy whose only true path to finding inner peace, harmony, and tranquility is at a bar on Dollar Long Neck Night, <laughs> J.P. Shatrick. Guilty as charged. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. And yes, it is Tuesday. My name's J.P. Shadrick. We've got plenty of show ahead today and a lot of good stuff coming up on this new day for Jaguars Happy Hour. Yes, indeed. Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman right around the corner. A final look at the week one loss for the Jaguars to the Houston Texans. We'll get an early look at the Denver Broncos in week two very early. An AFC South review of all the other teams in the division and an unexpected first place team in the AFC South after one week. And then Jaguars Radio Network coverage begins at 5 o'clock with the Urban Meyer Show. We will hear from the Jaguars head coach each and every Tuesday afternoon now. Jeff Lagerman alongside now. And uh, here we are. Yeah, welcome to Tuesday Logs. <laughs> here we are. Well, I, from what I was told, that Urban Meyer enjoyed doing Thursday so much with it, he said, you know what, I want to do Tuesday with you too. Well, it's just it's going to be one now. Oh, it's only Tuesday. It's only now. Tuesday now. Oh. That's right. So oh. Thursday becomes Tuesday. All so right. here we are on Tuesday, and then well, we uh, get to look back a little bit more then, we'll and then rewind. We'll, we'll look a little bit ahead. It's kind of a mixture of both, I think. You know, because yeah. we've we've touched on it on other shows and and other broadcasts and things after the game. But so let me ask you a one question. final look at it before let you bury the tape and move on. Honest question. Yeah. I mean, this is now a Tuesday show. It is. Okay. So does uh, that it is it is Tuesday, yes. Does that mean that I need to watch the Monday night football game Ooh. in its entirety? Oh, it was a long one last night. That's a night. tough ask. That was a long okay. one last night. I, I mean actually my bedtime's at ten, JP. I might have had a couple of long necks, uh, speaking of Joe there, but um yes, that was it was quite a game. But I mean, is that a requirement? Well, I mean it is a Jaguar show. I mean at some point I'm sure we can discuss it. We've okay. got an hour. All right. We've got a whole hour. Well, I'm gonna have to like and then we've got watch, the Urban Meyer show. I'll have to watch the film. Oh, you can, uh, now I can't. I can't. I have a hard time staying up. I mean, I stayed up. I stayed up Thursday night for the NFL kickoff game with Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowboys. Great it was game. Another amazing. Great game. Another great game. I mean, amazing game. They were both great games. And then I heard. I mean, the last night I was watching until halftime, and you know, rooting for Gus Bradley and wanted him to see to do, wanted him to do well, and the Raiders to do well, and it just hit me. I mean, halftime is like, man, I just, I can't do it. Getting old, huh? Well, I mean, you know, we travel to Houston, and, you know, you, you're working late on Sunday night. You know, you're working all day Sunday, and you're traveling, and you, know, you get back, and then you got to unwind a little bit. Yeah, it's hard for me to stay up on, on Monday nights. Well, you missed a, an incredible second half. We'll touch on that a little bit later. The Mannings debuted on Monday Night Football. Uh, I got a comment on that. And okay. We will. We will. I got a comment on that. I got I, a thought on that. I've got a uh, competing comment. I was, I was told, don't give up. Don't give up yet. I, I turned it on and I didn't like it. Well, okay. Don't don't spill the beans yet. We'll, right. we'll get we got plenty of show to, to get to that. Let's uh, get back to the Jaguars week one loss to the Houston Texans because we must. It's 37-21, the final score. Monday after the game, head coach Urban Meyer talked through some of the major issues for the Jaguars. Not really. Uh, obviously, I always like to tell the team we played, they played well and they did. Um, Self-inflicted errors on offense were, were crucial. 
nine penalties on offense, which is unheard of and absolutely uh, unacceptable. Uh, we forced a couple throws that we just got to, you know, make the right reads. Uh, but about what I thought. Yeah, uh, well, what they thought was uh, a loss, and it just didn't look uh, sharp at times, certainly early in the game. He mentioned the, the nine offensive penalties. There were six offensive penalties in the first half of the game. Four of those were holding three. Uh, other, well, two other ones were illegal formation. Another one was too many men on the field, just a lot of stops and starts and starting behind the chains and trying to play catch-up offensively on drives. Well, a sloppy game. I mean, it was literally – I mean, there, you can't sugarcoat that it was a sloppy game. And you got outcoached, you got outplayed, and you had a, a – you know, and, and look, if you, th- if you think anything else, then you're, you're blind. And I think that they've accepted that and that uh, they know that there's things to fix. And it's the first time out of the gate for, you know, new staff, uh, an organization that had a lot of turnover. But at the same token, I mean, the Texans were in the same category. New staff, a lot of turnover. So there's going to be some work to do. Make no mistake about this football team has a lot of work to do. You know, you had timeouts that were used in the first half on offense, which you don't want to burn them at that at that point. I mean, you want to use them and have them in the in the pocket, so to speak, for a two minute drill, maybe at the end of the half. You had formational penalties, illegal formations, which is that's football 101. You got to get lined up, okay? You were late kind of getting out of the huddle on occasion. Yep. And I Fox don't know if that was a signal issue, getting the plays on the field. I did see Trevor Lawrence a couple times kind of rolling his fingers, giving the motion like, hey, give it to me faster. Mm-hmm. And then uh, special teams early on on a punt return, you had 10 men on the field. Yep. You had defensive substitutions that were trying to happen. And here's the thing. They were caught off guard a couple times as defense because they're trying to do these substitutions. If you had a quarterback that was uh, – what's the right term? That a little bit uh, better at running the offense from the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. like you've seen with Peyton Manning, you know, hurry, hurry, hurry. You know, Tom Brady, hurry, 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 trying to catch people off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does that all the time. Oh. If Aaron Rodgers sees your defense trying to do a substitution – Rush he, to the line. He, they run to the line and get yep. lined up and snap the ball, and then you got a free play because, you know, it's a, it's a penalty on the defense or they catch them off guard or something, you know, because they might have too many people on the field while they're trying to do all the sub. And so you got to get that fixed. How do I you mean, fix that? I mean, and, 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 you know, Urban used the term self-inflicted wounds. I mean, yeah. that, that all of those things are in the category of self-inflicted. And I know he's focused in on the penalties a little bit, and the penalties are, are a big part of that too, but – all of that kind of goes into the category of self-inflicted. How do you fix that? The communication sideline to quarterback to, you know, substitutions on and off. I mean, I feel like you just have to go through that. Well, the some, communication's right? got to be better. I mean, I mean that's first and foremost. You've got to communicate so that everybody's got a clear understanding but you just, you, of what you, their responsibilities are. You have to go through it, right? At some well, point. I mean, that's what you had, yeah. pre- you had three preseason games. That's right. You know, so did everybody else. I mean, so that's kind of – why you have the preseason to try to work through some of those things and the mechanics and the organization and and that's why you have the, the the practices and and for whatever reason they just they weren't they did not seem to be ready to rock and roll you know so uh, but the beautiful part about the National Football League is that the memory can be very short because you got a game in seven days and sometimes it's even less than that so you can 
you know, go get, put your nose back to work. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to put your nose back to work as a football team and as a player. And everybody has to be accountable. And then Urban Meyer used that term when he took the job. He's got to have accountability. His coordinator's got to have accountability. The positional coaches have to have accountability. The players have to have accountability. Everybody has to say, hey, look, what did I not do that I need to do? What is my job? Because the old saying is, do your job. And that's a pretty simple answer there. If you can, Yes, it is. Sometimes it's hard for people to recognize what they did not do which is part of their job, what, what, whatever part of their job is or whatever their job description is. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, they got some work to do, you know, and you go back to work tomorrow and start getting it done. Let's hear from the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He made his NFL regular season debut, went over 300 yards, had three touchdown passes. A couple of those were late in the game, but he also threw three interceptions. Some learning moments for Trevor Lawrence. Disappointed, though, in the opening result. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously sucks. Like, losing's always – Losing's always hard, um, especially when you know you feel like you're prepared and had a great week and really think we were ready and just obviously didn't didn't play well. It starts with me. I, I played really bad tonight, so um, disappointing for sure. Um, I still believe in this team. I still know what we're capable of, and we did some good things. I mean, you see, we started off with some penalties, three and out, but then after that, we had a couple good drives. We're hitting some big plays, and you know, there's a lot of good things there, and we got to keep doing those and learn from the bad and we got to watch it and, and learn from it for sure but then flip the page it's a long season we can't let this snowball you know we got to move on and and go win next week so um that's that's where we're going to start at but it's definitely disappointing for sure trevor lawrence uh, certainly seems level-headed after a performance like that for the jaguars first time out and uh, i could listen to him talk all day hopefully more after wins in the in the weeks ahead but you know it feels like it's it's not overwhelming for him, I guess is the best way to say it. I mean, total pro. I mean, you can't ask for anything better out of your starting quarterback than how he stood up there, was accountable, mm -hmm. and then also talked about what we need to do moving forward. I mean, that's, that's what you do when you're a leader, and that's why he was elected being a captain at being such a young age. I mean, that just doesn't happen very often. I think uh, even some guys around the National Football League, Tyron Matthew, actually made a comment on social media that said, wow, uh, I just watched Trevor Lawrence post game, and this guy's going to be okay. Honey Badger knows what's up. But, I mean, seriously, I mean, we've seen it all preseason. You know, we, we've had the luxury of watching Trevor Lawrence and his uh, press conferences, et cetera, and he has been a joy. He's humble. He's honest. He uh, is thoughtful. And all the things that you want to be able to see in your quarterback. And then now you go, okay, well, he was 68-0 as a starter through high school and through college. What happens if something goes bad? How will he be then? Well, we just got the answer to that. He, he, he did great. I mean, he's, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more out of one of your leaders than your quarterback. Now, there's a lot of things that he has to get better at. I mean, JP, that's very obvious. Sure. And I think everybody can see that. But there also there were a lot of positives to his performance as well. Let's go to the defensive side logs. The Jags defense gave up six plays of 20 or more yards. Josh Allen, Jaguars outside linebacker and defensive end, said they were close on a few of those. You know, we had a couple, you know, uh, plays when they had long games, but defense we stay strong. You know what I'm saying? We didn't give up touchdowns not all the time. So uh, we now we just got to convert those to turnovers, man. We got to get the ball. That's what that's a, that's one thing we have to really harp on.
is getting the ball. We didn't get, we didn't have that many opportunities to get the ball, but we got to go get them. And that's up to me. That's up to, you know, say all the other defensive players. We got to get the ball. Got to, got to, got to, got to. Josh Allen. They they lost the turnover margin three nil on Sunday. And to his point there, Logs. The, the interceptions off Lawrence in the first half, the Justin Reed interception was brought back to near midfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, the Jags defense coming off that got a three and out, got him off the field. Well, you and only then, gave you gave out three points right. off of three three offensive giveaways. That's pretty good. That's really good. I mean, that's, that's, that's one not of those was pretty sh- good. That's really good. The second interception was a, a twenty five yard field goal. I mean, they're they're inside the red zone after mm-hmm. the play. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's big time. If you, if you want to point to a positive, that was the number one positive to the Jaguars' defensive performance was their performance on sudden change. I mean, that was that was where it was at. Now, look, you go into a game against the Texans and you know what the goals are. They're very clear as a defense. Number one, stop an offense that has five running backs on the roster because you know what they want to do. They want to run the football. Okay, so did you accomplish that? And my point was on this was that you don't do okay was that you you have to own the Texans running game because if you do, then you put Tyrod Taylor in a situation that he doesn't like, which is obvious passing situations. Make him be a drop-back passer. Yeah, stand, and stand in the pocket to do that. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Whereas instead of, you know, they can run play action, get them out, move them around, which they were able to do that because the Texans running game was decent. Now, the total numbers doesn't make it or give it the appearance that it was dominant because it wasn't dominant. But I thought the Texans offensive line won the line of scrimmage. I mean, if you had to say, hey, where's the winner? Or is it the Jaguars offensive or defensive line or is it the Texans offensive Mm -hmm. line? I mean, if I had to declare a winner. Because there are, that's winners and losers, right? That's what they say. Okay, then I would say that the Texans were the winner. Now, is there some good things in there? Sure, sure. There, I think there's some good things. I thought, thought uh, Malcolm Brown and Roy Robertson Harris played well at times. And Josh Allen, how did he play? I thought he was strong. I thought he was athletic. I, you know, and look, and here's the thing: he's going against a really good football player now. Okay. Uh, Laramie Tunsil yeah, is one of the better left tackles in the game, so he, he was getting some reps against him. And uh, and then the other thing, too, that I will add mm-hmm. is that uh, there has to be a little better performance out of Devon Hamilton in the middle. See, he, sh- he shined in the preseason and training camp. He was a, a big talking point for us on a lot of these shows that he was really standing out, especially in the one-on-one thing. That's my point, yeah. is that, you know, hey, look, he showed us – what he could be in the preseason. He showed us what he could be in training camp. I mean, this guy can be an absolute dominant defensive player. Got pushed around a little bit, and uh, he's capable of better. Plenty ahead. We are just getting started on this Tuesday edition. Yes, Tuesday edition of Jaguars Happy Hour. This will be our regular time slot, 4 o'clock on 1010XL AM and 92.5 FM. Glad you're along with us today. As we rehash for the final time the week one loss to the Houston Texans. We'll look ahead a little later to the Denver Broncos. We'll come back with a look around the AFC South in week one and a surprise first place team alone at the top of the division. Season tickets, single game tickets, and group tickets. Be a part of the new era of Jaguars football and own it. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
Jaguars Happy Hours brought to you by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. And by Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here to tell you where to find the most authentic Southern Pit Barbecue in all of Jacksonville. That's right, Bono's. For 72 years, Bono's has been smoking real pit barbecue right here on the First Coast. Smoked for hours, served in minutes, and always cut to order. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field. Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. If you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namasteing now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing workforce solutions companies in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI has the resources necessary to scale with any enterprise, yet they are small enough to maintain the agility, personal service, and remarkable experience they've become known for over the past three decades. This is your workforce and your business reimagined. Visit CSICompanies.com to learn more. Hey, Jaguars fans, it's always game on with Duncan's $2 medium hotter iced coffee Tuesdays for rewards members. The NFL season is more than just what happens on game day. That's why Duncan wants to get you through the game week, too. During football season, the best call is always Duncan. Whether it's the morning after a late night game or getting hyped for the week to come, pick up a cup of your favorite coffee and tackle the day with Duncan. Join today and order ahead of the Duncan app. Jacksonville Jaguars run on Duncan. Exclusions apply. Participation may vary. Limit one per week in america the future belongs to everyone so we built the trucks of the future for everyone ford f-series america's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight built for performance and capability on and off road because the trucks of the future aren't built for a few they're built for america ford f-series drive one today based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales Dempsey and Fat Tony, Jaguars today, all Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Yeah, just keep trusting it. It's going to come. Um, obviously, there was ups and downs. I thought we we didn't start great, but then right after that first drive, we like I said, we kind of had some momentum, started playing well. Um, and then just up and down the whole game and just telling them, telling the O-line, all of us just, say hey, stick together. Keep making plays, keep playing. Even at the end, like I know it's didn't change the game, but going and scoring right there, like I like how we fought and, and you know got that last drive, a good two-minute drill, put it in, looked clean. 
Um, that was great. I thought that was good for us. Um, obviously, like I said, didn't change the game, but I liked how we just we kept playing, and that was the one thing that you know nobody quit. And obviously, it was a rough game. We're going to get better, but um, that was the main thing: is just keep playing. We're going to make the plays. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get better, and we're gonna, we're gonna make those. I missed some bad ones today, and obviously had too many turnovers, but we'll get better. This could be the uh, Trevor Lawrence show, I think, if we wanted it to be. He's uh, fantastic after the game Sunday. A Jaguars loss to the Texans. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman coming up at five o'clock. The Urban Meyer Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach and get his thoughts about. Uh, the final thoughts from uh, week number one and look ahead to the Denver Broncos. We'll, uh, on this program, coming up in the next few minutes, uh, look at the Broncos as well and uh, look around the AFC South and go through all the games in the division. All that's coming up on Jaguars Happy Hour. And well, oh, let, me, let me throw a comment out there real quick. Yes. Because well, yeah, we just came off of Trevor Lawrence, and he's, you know, he's, talk, he's, he's looking inward. You know, he's saying, hey, look, here's what I got to do. And I think as a, when you talk to the media, you, that's what you need to do. You know, hey, look, we need to do better. I need to do better. So you don't point out what maybe some other position groups need, need to do better at. But I will tell you that two two areas got to get better for this team. First of all, I mean, the mental stuff has got to get better. Sure. The offensive line performance has to reach a higher level of consistency. How so? Well, I thought the tackles still showed some signs, and mainly because of the score and the situation, they were down a tremendous amount. Now you're in obvious passing situations. That's what they struggled with last year. But you still need to get better at that. And the pass protection was an issue at times with the tackles. I thought A.J. Ken played arguably the worst game he's ever played. I mean, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm shocked, you know, because A.J. is typically really consistent. I mean, really, the last couple of years, A.J. has been fantastic. And then – he had this game, which I don't remember him having a game like this in his career, and so I hope it's just an anomaly. Was it just him getting pushed around? Was he getting beat all the time? Well, what it was, was a little deal? bit of everything, JP. All the above. Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't grade out very well. I don't know what the grade officially would be, but, you know, when you have a performance like that, then, you know, coaches are going to go, well, wait a minute here. That's not winning football. If it's not better, we need to replace it. Or the coaches may just say, hey, look, you know, you didn't play well, and – we're going to play somebody else. I mean, when you when you play like that, yeah. And uh, and look, I, and here here's the one thing, and I and I'm not trying to be super critical of AJ because look, like I said, he's been super consistent for many years. Did he not just spend some time on the COVID list? Yes, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I'm you right. know I'm just hoping he's okay, and that's not maybe a. Uh, an effect from being on the COVID list or anything like that. So I mean. That's why I kind of say, hey, I just want to mention that mm -hmm. because could that have been maybe something that had a little something to do with the performance? I don't know. Because, you know, you hear some stories from players that have had COVID that have had a hard time coming back. Miles Garrett, look at him last year. Yeah, He was off to a pace that was going to, like, nearly set the record in sacks in a season. And then he got COVID, and when he came back, he wasn't the same. You know, so I'm just saying, I just I just wonder. And I didn't talk to AJ, obviously. Oh, right, yeah. And I hope he's good, and I hope it's just, you know, it was a performance thing, and, it, and it's not going to happen again. Turn the page, move The receivers on. also, JP, got to catch the ball. Drops, bunch of drops in the game. And, you know, this is an, an interesting point that I was watching Monday Night Football last night. The uh, 
Peyton and Eli broadcast on mm-hmm. ESPN2 last night. And there was a, a point in the game later in the second half where they talked about some of the lack of chemistry for one of the receivers and quarterback and I forget which side. And they said the training camp was where, hey, I, we need all our receivers active, available, ready to go in training camp. Mm-hmm. And maybe or maybe not the preseason games, but on those days you're out there practicing, that's where you build that. Well, DJ Chark didn't have a lot of time on the practice field. No, he had, he had a hand finger right. surgery and was out for a considerable amount of time. So he was targeted, what, 12 times in the game and had three catches. But that's not a very good target-to-catch ratio. No. And uh, some of those were on him. Some of them are, are on the quarterback. You know, the, the one thing I think that, you know, if you could go back and have maybe a do-over and say, okay, well, you know, would we go ahead and commit to Trevor Lawrence being the starter at an earlier time to allow more chemistry to be developed with, you know, your starting quarterback and a wide receiver? Yeah, hindsight, you'd probably do that. But you also yeah, – they felt like it was important to have this competition go on for a certain period of time, and I understand that too. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I always kind of look back on is the time that we spent up in New England when the Jaguars were going to play the New England Patriots in the preseason, we got an opportunity to watch Tom Brady and how he goes about his business and how he practices. He wouldn't practice with a wide receiver that wasn't going to not make the team, okay? He had four or five wide receivers, and really it was probably only four, maybe even three for the most part. There was three, four guys that he would work with. That's it. We'll let Matt Castle throw to the rest of them or whoever the backup is. That's right. right. Yeah. Because what what's important? Is it important for Tom Brady to get chemistry with a guy that's not going to be on the roster? No. The importance is is that having your starting quarterback get chemistry with the guy that's going to be catching the ball for real in the regular season. And so I think that that's something that, that will, you know, look, when ter- Trevor Lawrence is, you know, the, the clear starter in which he is now going forward – that chemistry will continue to build, and, and it takes time. I mean, heck, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, I mean, it took them a couple of years to kind of get that thing and get it rolling, oh, you yeah. know? So yeah. it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. And the more they play, the better they'll play. Run pass. Uh, we we kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, they were behind the chains early in the game and had to yeah, get away see, from that. But then when they ran the ball, the numbers uh, show that they were pretty effective. Okay, but here here's the one thing. You know, when you say, okay, they get behind the chains, okay, well, well, that doesn't mean that you still have to throw the football, okay? You go back and, and look at what the Chargers did last year with Anthony Lynn as their head coach, and he got fired. Yes, he did. But the quarterback had a tremendous year, Justin Herbert. Yes, he did. Tremendous year. And I think one of the reasons why he had such a tremendous year is that they did a tremendous job of managing him. And when I say managing him, for example, first and 10, okay, you run the football and or you throw it, and let's say you only gain one yard. Now you're looking at second and nine. So do you throw the ball because it's second and long? Or do you go, oh, you know what, let's stay committed to the run game and hand the ball off? If it becomes a second and 12 or a second and 15 because you have a penalty on first down, it's okay to run the ball. Still, okay, because you know what? Third and nine, okay, if you have a decent gain, is way better than an incompletion on second and 15 and having your young quarterback to line up on a third and 15. Yes, it is. Okay, so there's some things that you can do to help him because you're trying to manage him and help him manage the game. And so I think and part of that is just being a little bit more 
run-oriented and a little bit more conservative, especially at the early part of early stages of the career. Hmm. But at some point, Trevor Lawrence is just you're going to go. The guy's the guy's awesome. Let's cut him loose. Let him go. Yeah, but we're not there yet. It's one week. Well, yeah, he's not yeah, there yeah, yet. It's just it takes two. it takes time. It takes time. Two for, logs for for. There's, I mean, we got 17 games this year, 17 games the next year, and who knows? I mean, we have got a long career hopefully ahead of this guy. Mm, Don't have to get it all in one week. No. It'd be nice. But I think they could have helped him a little bit okay. in this game. And uh, because I think at one point early in the ball game, and I don't remember exactly what the run p- ratio was, but early in the ball game, it was a pass. It was a lot of pass. A lot of passing. It was a lot of pass. Yep. And you got you got to help him out. Let's come back in a moment. We'll go around the AFC South. Look at the division standings and review some of the other games in the division that happened in week number one. Check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network, a free subscription on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. Give us that five-star rating as always. It is Tuesday, and it is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress. And by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. If something's been hurting, aching, or bothering you, don't ignore it any longer. It's time to take care of your health again. It's time to make an appointment with a Baptist Health primary care doctor or specialist. Call 904-202-4U to schedule a virtual visit or see a doctor in person at a Baptist Health location. The time for better health is here. Call 904-202-4YOU or visit GetBetterJacks.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the trucks of the future for everyone. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. Because the trucks of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford F-Series, drive one today. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. This is Ice-T, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Matty Ice. This is a cold call. I convinced NFL teams to turn to cold water washing with Tide. The NFL, your uniforms get dirty. Tide can handle it, even in cold. Plus, if fans join in, they can save up to $150 on their energy bill. Looks like you just made the team, rookie. Turn to cold with Tide. And that's the bottom line. It's got to be Tide. Energy savings based on average switching from hot to cold and non-HE machines. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namasteing now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. 
Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It is Jaguars happy hour on a Tuesday afternoon. Yes, indeed. My name is J.P. Shadrick. That's Jeff Lagerman. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Coming up at 5 o'clock, it's the Urban Meyer Show. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach and get his final thoughts on week one. And we'll see if he lives by the 24-hour rule. I bet he's not quite there yet, Logs. I, look, I, I can tell you this. I, I never had a 24-hour rule. I mean, let it let it eat at you. I mean, that sometimes is, if you if you win, have a 24-hour rule. Okay, and then move on. Okay, Just maybe to, maybe a make it a 48-hour rule. Okay, 36 maybe day and a half. Uh, no, 48 okay, good. Four, two days. Yeah, two full days. Yeah, enjoy it. I mean, that's I mean, you work hard. I mean, why not enjoy the – Wins are tough to come by in the NFL. Why not enjoy the fruits of your victory? We know that. And if you lose, something that kind of just sticks in your craw, you know? Yeah, well. I mean, why not have that motivate you for the whole week until the next game? So then it would become what's – 96 hours or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of math here. Is that right? I don't know. somebody check that? uh, Yeah. 96, 96 divided by 12? Is that five days? I don't know. Well, 24 hours in a day, JP. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. So Three days. <laughs> well, if you, I, said, I said it for a week, and JP throws out there 96 <laughs> hours, okay? Okay? Eight so, days. No. No. I'm so confused. No, that's not eight days. What in the that's, world that's are we talking about? That's eight half days. Four days. Okay, 96 it. divided by 12 is what? Okay. So four days. No, to divide ninety six. No, 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 no. Twenty four. Jo- Joe. Okay, <laughs> divide ninety six by twenty four. Okay, uh, because that's why I said a week, and he throws out ninety six hours. Yeah, it's four hours. days. Four days. Okay. See. Okay. No. No. Okay. So that's four days. So I didn't say the four day rule. Ninety six. I said let it eat at you the entire week until you play another game. Okay, so more than ninety six. So that would be like seven days like or hundred and something. Days. Six and a half yeah. days a to lot be of hours. real. What are you saying? I don't know, Ashlyn, <laughs> what we're saying, but thank you. So um, it would be more like along the lines of one hundred and forty four. <laughs> thank you. Okay, man. let's move forward. So That's shall we? six times twenty four. Oh, I know the math in the AFC South is in favor of the Houston Texans. You wanna, do you want to check that real At quick? At the JP? moment, no, I do not. The Texans <laughs> are in first place alone in the division. At one and zero, Indy lost their game, as did Tennessee, and of course the Jaguars lost to the Houston Texans, the only in division game. The Seahawks. I think there's only one numbers for you to add in that column. Yeah, it's going to get more difficult once we get to <laughs> double digits. I think I'll have to take off my shoes and count. Um, the Seahawks over the Colts, twenty-eight to sixteen. Russell Wilson threw four touchdown passes in the game. He's pretty good. And the Seahawks defense hit Carson Wentz ten times in the game mm-hmm. officially. 
That's yes. a lot. And, and uh, that's one of the films that I would like to see and, and obviously haven't had a chance to do that. I'm you know, just working sure. on the Jaguars yeah, yeah, film sure. and trying to get some Broncos film in. But at some point I'd like to see that because – How did they do that? I well, I mean, Carson Wentz is you – know, the reality is that he's, he hasn't played well. You know, so how many of the hits that he took were on him, right? I mean, because good quarterbacks help themselves. And that's one of the points that I was making about Trevor Lawrence and in our conversation earlier about how they gave up one sack, okay? Does he give up or does he have – does he get sacked more if he's not – because of the pocket presence, the eyes yeah. are down the field all the time, mm-hmm. he's got – Great pocket mobility. I mean, these are things that you just, I think, you don't coach. You can't be coached. Some of that is innate. It's you're, you either have it or you don't. And he has it. So now you just need to work on making sure that some of the reads are better. Some fine-tuning, sure. Yeah. Some of the throws and the decision-making on the throws are better because, uh, you know, obviously he had some interceptions. The Cardinals blasted the Titans 38-13 as we continue our look around the AFC South. Cardinals are, are – that's a football team that I will say this. They're hard to figure out. Uh, well, it, when you have Kyler Murray playing like that, four touchdowns through the air, another on the ground, and then Who their, had defense him in shutting, their defense shutting down the Titans' run game. I mean, the Titans uh, ran for 86 yards as a team. Who I mean who does who does that against the Titans? Derrick uh, Henry. Nobody. So Henry had fifty eight yards in the game. They shut those guys down. Tannehill didn't have the run game. What did DeAndre Hopkins do? DeAndre Hopkins had a nice day at the office, a couple touchdowns as well. Oh. Six catches, eighty three yards. Oh. So Murray to Hopkins was a nice connection for the Cardinals and they just um out outgunned the Titans. Well the Titans game. um what did Derrick Henry end up with? Fifty eight yards on seventeen <laughs> carries. I mean, wow. 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 Pretty good. Chandler Jones, five sacks. Five. Count them. Five sacks. Taylor Lewan, right? I mean, yeah. and I don't know if he got them all over Taylor Lewan, but. I think there were four of the five on uh, on Taylor Lewan. I believe that and was the guess He's supposed to be said. a Pro Bowl tackle. Yeah. So he's been banged up, I think. But yeah. What week do the Cardinals, Jags play? It's coming up. That's next week. Okay, it's coming. They're coming in hot. All right. Well, you got you. You have back-to-back weeks where you better you better get ready to play. You better bring your lunchbox because, and I'm talking if you're play, if you're playing tackle, you better bring your lunch pail because you have Von Miller, possibly Bradley Chubb. Yeah, sounds like he could be back. And then Chandler Jones the week after. Yeah. Okay, that wow. this is this is what when it comes to playing left tackle, this is a tough test now. It's a tough couple of weeks. And what's the best thing in the world you could have as a left tackle with a great pass rusher? Run the ball. Doggone right. Run the run ball. Run the ball. Run the daylights out of the run ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball right at him. Get rid of the ball quick. <laughs> run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, <laughs> get rid of it quick. Quick release. <laughs> Let's take a look at the uh, Colts' upcoming schedule. The Rams at home in Indy this week, and then they're at the Titans and then at the Dolphins coming up. The Tennessee Titans schedule ahead at the Seahawks this week, home against the Colts, and then at the New York Jets. 
And we take a look at the Houston Texans. Of course, the Texans are in first place. They're at the Browns this week. Tough game. Home against Carolina and then at the Bills. That's a tough schedule, Mm -hmm. at least early in the first quarter for Houston. It's going to be interesting to watch how the Texans' defense handles the Browns' running attack. You know, because, you you know, you do the comparison thing. You know, the Jaguars ran the ball, but James Robinson only had nine touches. Well, Robinson had five. Yeah, Hyde had nine. Or excuse me, nine. That's right. Nine and five. Yep. So my question is, okay, what do the Texans do this week against the Browns? Do the Browns come out and just run it all over the Texans? And then as a, you know, as a Jaguar fan, armchair quarterback, you're going, man, the Jaguars should have run it more. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of your, your natural reaction. So that'll be a good football game. Jaguars coming up, of course, the Denver Broncos this week. The game presented by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress here at TIAA Bank Field this Sunday, 1 o'clock. And then home against the Cardinals, September 26th. And then at Cincinnati on a short week on Thursday night football. That's the first quarter of the season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're back in a moment. I just want one quick thing. Yes, sir. I really think that when the schedule came out, Everybody was looking at the Broncos game and saying, you know, hey, you know, you got a chance. With Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, Mm -hmm. I think that that made this game more difficult, much more difficult than if Drew Locke were the quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater does a better job protecting the ball. He has a higher completion percentage. Very high. He's got a lot of experience, and he's a better game manager than what Drew Locke has shown. Steady Teddy. And when you play good defense – Steady is way better than erratic. And I, that, that makes this game, I think, a challenge more so than maybe what we thought it was going to be early on. But now that Bridgewater's a quarterback, I think that makes this game harder. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough. Look easy. No wonder it's the official truck of the NFL and proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Injury report coming up and a look ahead to the Denver Broncos when we return. It's Jaguars happy hour, yes, on a Tuesday on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel-Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. 
To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit dreamfindershomes.com. Hey, Jaguars fans, it's always game on with Dunkin's $2 medium hot or iced coffee Tuesdays for rewards members. The NFL season is more than just what happens on game day. That's why Dunkin' wants to get you through the game week, too. During football season, the best call is always Dunkin'. Whether it's the morning after a late-night game or getting hyped for the week to come, pick up a cup of your favorite coffee and tackle the day with Dunkin'. Join today and order ahead of the Dunkin' app. Jacksonville Jaguars run on Dunkin'. Exclusions apply. Participation may vary. Limit one per week. This is Ice T, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Matty Ice. This is a cold call. I convinced NFL teams to turn to cold water washing with Tide. The NFL, your uniforms get dirty. Tide can handle it, even in cold. Plus, if fans join in, they can save up to $150 on their energy bill. Looks like you just made the team, rookie. Turn to cold with Tide. And that's the bottom line. It's got to be Tide. Energy savings based on average and switching from hot to cold and non-HE machines. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It is Tuesday afternoon, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman. Coming up at 5 o'clock, the Urban Meyer Show. This is the new day. And 5 o'clock, the new day and time for the Urban Meyer Show and the Jaguars Radio Network coming up in just a few minutes. Veterans, choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Busy schedule at Daly's Place coming up as well. At the end of September and uh, even on into October, Trippy Red on the 18th, Carlos Santana, the legend, September 21st, 311, September 22nd, Counting Crows, the 23rd, and then Coheed and Cambria, the 24th. If so you could pick ticket, one show, if you could yes, pick sir. one show to go to, uh, of, if you, you can only those, go to one. Of those five? Out of those five. What are you well, picking? Hmm. That's not an easy I, question. I've seen Santana. He's fantastic. The mm-hmm. band's outstanding. They do a great job. Uh, but I've seen them. I've never seen Counting Crows or 311. Okay. That's probably my style. It's one of those two. Yeah. yeah. I, I, or probably Counting Crows. I've never seen Counting Crows. I haven't seen if Santana. Play Mr. So I mean, Jones. Better play Mr. Jones or, or but you're, no, it's not going to go well. I, I mean, I would probably, if I had to pick the best music out of all of it that I would enjoy, I would pick the Counting Crows, but because I've never seen Santana, I would probably lean towards yeah, Santana. I think you'd love Santana. Yeah. They, it's fantastic. Just to say that I that I saw him. I mean, I, yes. The you guy know, played Woodstock. Into, you know, it's like uh, listening yeah. to Charlie Daniels. You know, if, if you see him, you got to say. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. So I, I don't know if that's quite the comparison, right? Well, I mean, what, they're legends. They both are. In their guys. own genres. I, sure. mean, that, I mean, there's an absolute comparison. Well, that's the comparison, yes. Yeah. Different styles. Yeah, I'm not obviously. trying to say that they're in the same category <laughs> of, of music. You know, 
totally different. I like all kinds of music. So, by the way, uh, you brought him Charlie Charlie Daniels up. He was a a, a session player for a couple of Bob Dylan albums Mm -hmm. when Dylan recorded in Nashville. Pretty wild, right? Little known. Yeah, pretty wild. How about that? I know you're a music guy. And Carlos Santana's fantastic. So, you're a music guy. Tickets at dailiesplace.com. I tried to get the couch from, uh, I almost said Carlos Santana, from uh, Tony (laughs) Baselli. Last night on Jaguars Happy Hour, but he you know, he said he claimed he didn't have access. I'm, I'm oh, just throwing a, it out that's there. That's a lie. If anybody wants to give up the couch for um, Santana, I'm all in. Injury report presented by Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Last week, Trey Herndon was on the list. Is not available for the game, a knee. Uh, Tyson Campbell with an ankle issue. He played in the game. On Sunday, and Jordan Smith was added to the official injury report on Friday with a knee issue. He was inactive for the game. And Urban Meyer said that they came away from the game relatively healthy. Okay, here's here's my my little sheet that I use for the game, and uh, you can zero in on this. Uh, okay? yeah, it's a legal pad. It's a legal it's pad. A white legal pad. Yes. Okay, and you can probably see some colors on it. I have I use There's a highlighter, highlighter. pink highlighter with hey, black pink, pen. Pink yes. is a uh, could be a Texans possession. At the left side here, and then a positive play for the Texans. Blue, Jaguars possessions, et cetera. Great. Up here is the area that I kind of reserve for injuries that affect the game. Okay? Right. And the only thing that I have written up here that are at the top are actually notations that I made while I was watching the film. So, in other words, there were no injuries. Didn't see it during the game. No. The one thing I did see that made me go, hmm, was – there was one catch that Marvin Jones makes that kind of gets up and he's kind of holding that right hand wrist a little bit. And I made a comment about it during the game broadcast. He played the rest of the game. Yeah. You know, so don't get me wrong that it was anything of you know major significance because he continued to play, but just something to keep an eye you know, on. Remember, he got nicked up a little bit in the Saints game in the preseason. Well, he had the shoulder. shoulder thing. Okay, he had the shoulder. Remember so that? what I was wondering during the game – because, you know, when you ho- hold your hand, sometimes when you hold your hand, you can have maybe a radiating stinger or something of that nature that goes down the arm. Mm. Or you could have some kind of uh, ill effects going on down your hand. So, I mean, when I say it, he's kind of holding his hand, I don't, I'm not saying that it's his hand that got hurt. But something there on his upper body, right side, Looked like was bothering him a little bit. But the pro he is. I mean, he had five catches, 77 yards. That last touchdown with seconds to go. I mean, the guy powered through and, and played, and that's what you need on this offense right yeah, now. Yeah, he did a good job. And, and you know, when you look at all the receivers, the one thing that kind of stands out, which is pretty neat about the statistical system that we use for the game broadcast, is, and for years you didn't have that, but now you do, is they'd actually show targets and receptions. Correct. And if you look at the Jaguars and you were talking about chemistry and needing to practice together, I mean, you just look at your Jaguars' top receivers. And if you look at the top three, the top three are who? Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault. That's right. Okay, now let me – I'm going to quiz you here. Don't be looking at the sheet. I'm looking at it right here. You told me to look at the sheet. You said if you're looking at the sheet, and I looked at the sheet. Who had the highest target-to-catch ratio? Um, LaVisca Chenault. Who Nine never missed a practice in training camp with the quarterback? That's LaVisca Chenault. Exactly. Nine targets, seven catches, 50 yards in the game. Now, it matters. Now, the, the point average, is the chemistry was, yeah. was, was 
worked on through training camp with LaVisca. Now, high percentage throws. I'm going to say too. the same thing. There was a lot of short yardage. His average was seven yards a catch. The, a lot Nothing of short the stuff, field. the quick wide receiver screens, and to the that's point kind where, of his game. Sure. But, I mean, it's also that's a that's a good thing, and that you can see that the chemistry is better with him. James O'Shaughnessy was out there a good bit in camp, too, and they had uh, he had eight targets, six catches. Uh, and there was a couple that uh, the quarterback misfired. Yeah. Now, two two of them where O'Shaughnessy didn't have a chance. And uh but yeah, so so good stuff. And and I want to see a little bit more explosion out of James O'Shaughnessy. By the way, he had him and um uh the tight end. Manhurts. Manhurts. The thirteen yard run, which was that the longest run of the day? It was the longest run of the day. Longest run of the day. It was a combo block between Manhurts and James O'Shaughnessy. And I'm gonna do this film room. Oh, for Jaguar right. social media, so yes. they will uh, twi- twi- tweet it out. Uh, on Twitter, Twitter it out. you would tweet it out on Twitter. <laughs> yes, that's how it works. <laughs> but I, I showed the block on that drive that led to uh, Trevor Lawrence's first touchdown throw. Manhurts and O'Shaughnessy had a great combo block where they had to block, I think it was Charles Omenahu and then the great Zach Cunningham, I yeah, mean, which is not player. an easy block. Oh, good player. And holy cow, uh, what a great job by both of them opening the hole for Carlos Hyde. So look for that on social. And just to do a little other self-promotion here. Please do. Because I can. It's Tuesday. You can do whatever you'd like. So I can actually promote. It's a whole new day. What is happening. I'm a little sound. Thank you very much. It's a new era of Jaguars radio. Tomorrow night on Jags Wired, we will look at what is called a zone window on Trevor Lawrence's first touchdown pass in his career. Okay, and if you don't know about zone windows, tune in. It was a three-deep zone, and we will explain to you what the heck that means. What stressed the defender, which led to the window, which led to the touchdown to Manhurts. And then (laughs) there's more. But wait, there's more. There is more. Jaguars All Access Thursday night still stays on Thursday night. We didn't move that to Tuesday night. Okay, good. Okay, that's still on Thursday night. And on Thursday night, we will look at the second touchdown that Trevor Lawrence throws. I'll tell you what, that's a lot. Cover two. That's uh, a so cover two, and that also was a a zone window that he found. For those not that keeping was, score, there's a lot of content coming from Jeff Logan. Check D- it out D- on, DJ Chark. at Jaguars on social media, on Twitter, and then uh, Fox 30 television <laughs> Thursday night at 7 o'clock. You'll have all the film room you could shake a stick at. So – the Broncos knocked off the Giants in week one, 27-13. Bridgewater threw a couple of touchdown passes, threw for 264 yards, was 28-36. of 36. But Melvin Gordon ran the football. He had a 70-yard run late to really put the thing away in the game. That's why I put him over 100. 101 in the game. And, you know, they've got, as we talked about, but, but Jerry look, Judy's not going to be available. It sounds like he's out for a few weeks, the receiver. Look yes. at the other running backs numbers. Okay. Yeah, Williams. Okay, they, they have two running backs now. Yeah. Williams, 45 okay. on 14. Okay, Williams is a second-round pick, mm-hmm. okay, out of University of North Carolina. Tar Heel. And uh, they definitely, if you look at their run-pass ratio, okay, you take out Teddy Bridgewater's runs because I, I don't really factor them in. That's 25 rushes on the ground, 36 passes in the air for Teddy Bridgewater. You know, not, not a bad mix. The one thing is for certain, and this is unrelated to the Broncos coming in here to play the Jaguars, Dave Gettleman's going to be on the hot seat, and he was on the hot seat, and it just got hotter. Oh, New York? Yeah. Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, you know, when you draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. typically you get you get one drafted quarterback, and if it doesn't work, you lose your job. I mean, so Dave Gettleman, okay, commits to his draft pick, and right now that's that's kind of not working out very well. And Barkley averages less than three yards a carry, who yeah. had been their workhorse. He's I mean, kind of coming back though. There's you some, know. yeah, I know, yeah, but I mean, it's, he better better row the boat quicker. You take yeah. note. I mean, right? I mean, you you take note, and and New York is not a very nice market. I can tell you that. Uh, and they've done that. You you would know from experience. Jerry Judy made uh, se- six catches, 72 yards for the Broncos last week, but he's now been placed on IR with a high ankle sprain. So at least four to six weeks he'll be gone, according to the It almost reports. looked a little scary, that injury, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, did you see the replay? I did not see the replay. Yeah, no. it, didn't, it didn't look good. Ooh. I stayed up very late on Sunday night and was uh, eating crackers and cheese and Watching the highlights on the NFL Network. Really? Crackers and cheese. That's oh, really yeah. descriptive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got I mean, palmetto cheese and crackers. Oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Sunday night, late night. Get out of town, <laughs> man. That's the way to watch the NFL if, highlights. If I Now, I can't say much because I am a little larger than normal right now. But That's if why I, followed, I weigh so much right if now. If I followed every food recommendation you gave, I'd mm-hmm. be like 500 pounds. Well, that's why I'm a little overweight right now. Anyway, I gotta I gotta lose some weight. You got to see the game, and I, 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 well, I mean Jerry Judy, the injury it did not look pretty. <laughs> right. okay. okay, so and I and I wanted to see and look. Every anytime you face somebody, I think even as a player, you want to see a team at full strength. I mean, you know, from the standpoint of okay, you you know face the Chiefs, you'd love to be able to face them without Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's look, you play the game to play the best. You know, I mean, that's what what you're here for. So I mean. Uh, disappointed that Judy got hurt. Final thought here. Speaking of the best, I think you could categorize Von Miller as the best pass rusher in the National Football League. He missed last uh, year. He's no. back. Would you not? I would not put really? him in the category of the best pass rusher in the National Football League. There was a guy that got five sacks. Okay. I mean, Von's done it at the highest of levels has, for a long time. He, he has. He has. But he's had he's had issues staying healthy recently. Okay. Okay. Now – Chandler Jones has had some injury history recently too, Mm -hmm. but not like Von Miller. Von Miller's been a couple years. And if you want to look at what the best pass rusher is in the National Football League, I'm going to Cleveland. Oh, Miles Garrett. I'm taking him every time. I think he's the – I think him – I think he's overtaken Von. I I think – no, because you know what? The other guy in Pittsburgh is better than Von right now. What? Absolutely. Yeah. Look at the numbers. There you go. Wow. Uh, we still got to block the guy on Sunday, though. Who? Von Miller. Yeah, I know. I'm. I, I mean, it's not like he's I totally you know, chopped liver all of a sudden. I totally agree with you, but look, uh, Watt and Pittsburgh. It's hard to argue against his numbers, but from just watching and appreciating the physical skill set, okay. Like I said, in Cleveland res- resides the most potent, most difficult guy to block as a pass rusher. Period. So, there you have it. The uh, Jaguars and the Broncos coming up Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. The game presented by TIAA Bank. And coming up, network coverage begins at 5 o'clock, about a minute from now. The Urban Meyer Show. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach, get his final thoughts on last week's game, and look ahead a little bit to week number two against Denver. All that coming up. The Urban Meyer Show is next. This 
has been Jaguars Happy Hour, yes, on a Tuesday, and it will be moving forward on the Jaguars Digital Network.